the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Without further ado, it's been a while since I've talked to the Salem Media nationally syndicated radio host because, well, at least for the last few weeks, he has ceased being the the, uh, Salem uh, nationally syndicated radio host. He is full-time candidate Lawrence Allen Elder, the sage of South Central, maybe soon to be the sage of Sacramento, Larry Elder. Good to have you back, my friend. How are you? Bob, thank you so much for having me. Not too shabby for being a politician for just a couple of weeks. I'm leading the pack of, of Republicans. And I don't know if you know about this. Uh, Elizabeth Warren just put out an anti-recall ad, uh, and uh, she uh, said that this was a, a takeover of Trump Republicans. You know, I've, I've been a, a Mitt Romney Republican, a John McCain Republican, a George W. Bush Republican, a George Herbert Walker Bush Republican. You know, I'm a Republican. I kind of vote for the standard bearer of my party, and I'll vote for whoever the standard bearer is in 2024. It shows you how desperate, but at least at least she did not, Bob, call me a white supremacist, which is what the, the, uh, the uh, Newsom camp uh, said this effort was led by until I got into it. It's kind of hard to call me a white supremacist. I may be a lot of things, but white supremacists, that's not one of them. Well, that's that's pretty common, actually. They do the same thing to uh, to Candace Owens. They do the same thing to Peter Kirsten. Now they do the same thing right. to a lot of African Americans. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Americans who actually are free thinkers who think for themselves. Larry, tell me what your thinking was. Tell me your thought process. Why did you decide to get into this recall race? Well, I was approached by a a number of people, and my attitude was no, uh, because the legislature in California, we have two chambers. We have the Senate and the Assembly, and both of them them have two-thirds majority of Democrats. And I just assumed when I got in, if I were lucky enough to get in and I vetoed something, it would be overridden. But I found out, surprise, surprise, a 
veto has not been overridden in this uh, state since the early 70s. Even when Arnold Schwarzenegger was a, a semi-Republican, he vetoed a couple hundred bills. Not a single one was overridden. So it turns out when you veto something stupid, you go to the public and say why you vetoed it. All of a sudden, the phone rings of the state senators and the state assembly people, and the state constituents are saying, what, what were you guys smoking? Uh, and it goes away. So uh, I have a lot more power than I thought. It's also the power to declare a public emergency, which I'm going to do, regarding crime, regarding homelessness, regarding the outrageous cost of living. Uh, and I'm going to repeal any mandates that remain if I'm lucky enough to become governor come September 14. So I have a lot more power than I thought. Also, there's a line item veto. You have the bully pulpit. And in California, there's a bunch of commissions that impose all sorts of rules and regulations and mandates. And you put people in that, that believe in a light touch on regulation. And lo and behold, you can reverse some things. So I had a lot more power than I thought. And then again, I just began to feel, Bob, I hope this doesn't sound arrogant, but so many people I respect began approaching me, and normal people, like my barber who's been cutting my hair for 25 years, like the guy who does my laundry. When I asked people, what do you think? I thought somebody was going to say, are you kidding? You have a great life. Uh, you're making a, some decent living. You have a, a 300 market radio show. Why would you want to give that up? Nobody said that. They said, please do it. One person even said, Larry, save us. And this state is being run to the ground. And forget about Elder. There's a left-wing magazine called The Atlantic. It's very respected. And recently they have a, they had an article called The California Dream is Dying, about the environmental extremists that essentially stop anything, and about the power of the public sector unions uh, that jack up the price of almost everything because of unfunded mandates, why the taxes are so high. And for the first time in the state's history, people are leaving. And it ain't the millionaires and billionaires that Bernie Sanders talks about, Bob. It's people making between 50 and 100K who can't get that first house. And that's what's going on in this state, and I think I can do something about it. I'm a native Californian. My dad came here in 1945, and on working two full jobs, jobs as a janitor, this eighth grade dropout was able to save enough money to buy a house, which is still in the family, now worth $600,000. The average price of a home in California costs 150% more than the average price of a home in America. Somebody with an eighth grade dropout education like my dad could not duplicate his route from poverty to the middle class if he worked three jobs. That's what I'm going to try to reverse, and that's what I, I, I think I can do, and I feel I almost have a moral, spiritual, and even patriotic obligation to set aside uh, you know, my selfishness and, and do something about this. I'm not doing it for fame. I'm not doing it for money. I'm not doing it to make friends. I'm not doing it to be, to, to be admired. One of the reasons that people tell me, Bob, that, that Schwarzenegger failed is he came out of Hollywood. He was used to having his butt kissed. He was used to people thinking of him as a Terminator. And when he began making some comments about the teachers' union and the nurses' union, and he began to be criticized. He couldn't handle it. He wasn't used to it. I'm used to be called Uncle Tom in the cell. You just rattle off some of the things that some of the black conservatives have been called. I'm used to that. I, I wouldn't be used. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know how to deal with people who admired me like that. I'm going to go there to make the make the right enemies. I'm going to go there to turn things around. Larry Elders, our guest. Larry, of course, is a declared candidate for the California gubernatorial recall election. Uh, and, Larry, you said at the very top, I mean, you're killing it right now. You, you know, I've got headlines in front of you. Larry Elder leads in crowded California governor recall race. Could conservative radio host Larry Elder actually be the next governor of, governor of California? You know, it's one thing to be a Republican in California and try to win. It's another thing to be a true conservative. You mentioned uh, Arnold, who was more of just kind of a semi-Republican. Um, right. You're true You're true red. You're dyed-in-the-wool red conservative. Absolutely. You are not in the Absolutely. middle on this. So how do you explain your, your meteoric rise here in just a few weeks of being a candidate to being the head of at the head of this pack because i've been talking to people up and down the state especially uh the the black and brown media and i've talked to this this uh, black reporter and i come in there bob and you know i can tell by his body language you, you're not lowering light footing it are you you're not only talking <laughs> to black reporters are you? <laughs> he's an uncle tom he's a sellout and i said aren't you tired he said 
what do you mean? I said, aren't you tired of the fact that 75% of black boys in California cannot read at state levels of proficiency? Aren't you tired that 50% of third graders cannot read at state levels of proficiency? Aren't you tired about the fact that my high school, Crenshaw High School, the one that was featured in the movie Boys in the Hood, only 2% of kids can do math at state levels of proficiency? Meanwhile, black and brown parents, according to the polls, want choice in school, and the very people that you pull the lever for, Democrats, are adamantly opposed to choice because they get most of their money, the number one funder of Gavin Newsom is a teacher's union, and they hate, hate, hate choice because it means teachers are not automatic uh, uh, union members, and they don't get their automatic dues. Aren't you tired of being betrayed by the very people that you march in there like lemmings and, and pull the lever for? And I'm not saying after I got done with that with that diatribe with this guy that his, suddenly he became a, a Ronald Reagan Republican, but I could tell he, he was thinking about stuff he had never heard before. I said, why do you suppose the cost of housing is so high? All these rich, elite, white people who belong to the Sierra Club uh, and to these environmental groups, uh, they can stop almost any construction for any reason, uh, and that's why we have a small supply of homes. It's, it's, it's Economics 101, a, a small supply, high demand. Uh, and, and aren't you sick of people like Rob Reiner, who years ago, Bob, <clears throat> me, stopped a construction project called Amundsen Ranch? in an area of California in Ventura County. And I'll give you, it was beautiful, pristine land, <clears throat> but unless Rob Reiner lives on a houseboat, wherever he lives, at one time was pristine as well. 9,000 housing units were, were stopped. On the 10-year anniversary of this stoppage, they held a big party, high-fived, and the article said nothing whatsoever about the fact that 9,000 units were kept off the market. How many developers said to themselves, to hell with it, I'm not going to build anything, this is going to happen to me. And this is why the price of housing is 150% more than it is for the average home in in, uh, in uh, in America. And for the first time, I could tell this black reporter was thinking. And for the next two months, people are going to hear stuff they've never heard before. I'm from the hood. I'm from the public education. I'm not afraid to go into the barrios. I'm not afraid to go into the ghettos and talk to people straight up. And that's what they're afraid of. I'm not your traditional Republican. I don't even believe I'm going to get the support from the Republican Party in California because these guys, they've lost, they've lost, they've lost. There isn't a single Republican elected statewide in California. Not the governor, not lieutenant governor, not secretary of state not AG, not controller, nothing, because these guys keep nominating the same old Republicans that are afraid to talk to people in a commonsensical way. I've been on radio 27 years, Bob. I'm a syndicated columnist. I've been writing a column since April 1998. It's carried in the uh, L.A. Daily News, the largest Valley newspaper. It's carried in the Orange County Register. And people know what I stand for, and they know that I can explain things so that Joe and Joan six-pack can connect the dots, and that's what they're afraid of. I can appeal to independents and sane Democrats, and believe me, there are some in California. <laughs> well, that's the that's news to me, uh, but I'll take yeah. your word for it because you're there, Larry. Larry um, you have talked about race and made race a center point or a focal point of your your program uh, and of of your commentary. Of course, you made the movie uh, Uncle Tom uh, for a long time, and you talk about the problems that plague the black community. And you are always the first and foremost expert on the issue of black fatherhood being the biggest problem in the black community. Right. As a talk show host, you can talk about it. How, as a, an elected official, as the top elected official in the state of California, can you do anything about uh, black fatherhood? Well, what I, what I can do is talk about why we have the problem. And that's why I'm asking people to go to electelder.com and throw something in the tip jar. Because this man can raise and spend an unlimited amount of money. I cannot. Uh, here's the dot. The nouveau liberal named Lyndon Johnson launched a so-called war on poverty in 1965. At the time, 25% of black kids entered the world without a father married to the mother. Fast forward, 70% of black kids now enter the world without a father married to the mother. 25% of white kids do. Nearly 50% of Hispanic kids do. Nearly 40% of all kids are. 
And I'm just making the case, when you drop this systemic racism, critical race theory, uh, reparations nonsense, the number one problem facing America is a growing number of kids who enter the world without a father married to the mother, a particularly acute problem in the black community. So let's knock off the nonsense and let's focus on what's really important. That's one of the things I can do with my bully pulpit as a governor, and not just here in, in California, across America, because if you're the governor of California, you're a pretty important person and people listen to things you have to say. I'm going to make things better rhetorically, and I'm going to make things better in terms of policy. Well, Larry, I, I got to tell you, I, I love that you are stepping up. There are a lot of people who, you know, criticize guys like me, guys like you. Uh, you're on a larger scale, obviously, but say, you know, you've got all the answers. You sit there behind the microphone. Why don't you do something about it? It takes guts. It takes courage. It takes a lot of things to actually step up and run. And you have answered that call. And I don't know if you're going to win or not. I hope for the sake of California and for the bigger picture state of the United States that you do win. But whether you do or not, this is just an extraordinarily important thing that, uh, I, I think you've uh, I think you've uh, earned the respect of everybody for stepping up and actually trying to do something here. Well, Bob, I appreciate that, but I ain't storming the beaches at Normandy. My father was Marine. I have two brothers, both of whom served, one in the Navy, one in the Army, and I haven't done anything like that. So if this is a small kind of give back for a country I love so much, so be it. But I really do appreciate the things that you said, and people have told me that. Uh, look, all I am is exposing my private life to whatever, and I'm taking a, a bit of a financial hit. But other people have sacrificed far, far, far more for this country, and if I can give back just a little bit, uh, that's what I'm trying to do. So I'm asking people to go to electelder.com and throw a little something in the tip jar and help That's me defeat right. this man. We can't vote for you from, from Ohio, but we can certainly help fund uh, this effort to uh, stop Gavin Newsom and stop the destruction of the largest state in the country, for crying out loud. So we, we will certainly do that. Uh, again, is it Elder 4? Uh, electelder.com. 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 Larry Elder, thank you, my friend. Thanks for coming on here. Your, your fans in Ohio miss you on the air, but we are certainly wishing you the very best in this race. Did you guys want to change your name from the Cleveland Indians to the Cleveland, what, what is it, Majestics? <laughs> don't say we. No, it's the Guardians, and don't say we. we are you kidding me? It is are the you woke, kidding me? It is the woke ownership of the Cleveland uh, Indians that came. Uh, Larry, Larry Elder, you know uh, this as well as anybody else does. George Floyd died, so the Cleveland Indians had to be canceled. That's literally, it happened days after. It happened Guardians? days after George Floyd's video was released. That, uh, uh, that they made, at the same time the Washington Redskins made their announcement, the Cleveland Indians said, okay, I'm we're in pain. I'm, I'm in pain, Bob. I'm in pain. I know can, can I do something I about that? Com- when I, if I become governor, can I do something about that? I wish you could. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh hey, you God. know what? You're going to be term limited if you become governor in California, but I don't know that there's anything against you coming back to your Cleveland roots, and you do have Cleveland roots, and become governor of Ohio after that. What do you think? Cleveland Guardians? Bob, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think I can function the rest of the day. <laughs> Larry, Elder, thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Bob. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.